and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am one of your hosts, Terrain Myricks. I'm joined by my other host, uh, Katrina Myricks. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Um, so yeah, well, this that felt really natural yeah. and not not weird at all. Um, wow, that actually threw off the entire. Do you want to just quit? You want to quit doing this right now? Let's just shelve this pot. No. Um, so uh, before we start, I know you were really excited that we have another newcomer joining this race for the Democratic primary. So I thought I'd let you. Just tell me how stoked you are that Montana Governor Steve Bullock is in and go. Do you think <laughs> these people actually believe they have a chance? Or do you think they're doing it to get a nice position Who? in the like, next administration? Oh, I actually think that was one thing I actually did want to talk about. Yeah, because... What? I don't think they're all stupid. Oh no 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 no! I don't think everyone is that's run that's currently in the Democratic Party that's running for president is running for president. Right. I think that a lot of them are running for president. I think some of them. Sorry, I sorry. I think that some of them are running for president. I think some of them are running for vice president. I think some of them are running for a position in the cabinet. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just running for notoriety. Well, not 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 necessarily notoriety for themselves, but to get an issue that they believe in. Yeah. Uh, at the front and center of politics. Yeah. Do you have any that you know of that you think are doing a specific thing? What do you mean? What's that? What you like, saying? like we, we, so, okay. Let's, Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, they're running for president. I'm, I just named four. I'm not cutting it off at that. I believe that there are others that are running for president too. I just, those are, those are four that I believe that are definitely running for president. Yeah. Do you have any others that you do you have any that you believe are like specifically who's running for vice president who's running for a position in the cabinet who's running to get the, like Mike Mike Gravel admitted he said like I wasn't actually gonna run but I got my a bunch of kids put my name on a petition yeah. and now I'm running to get issues that I believe in yeah I'm sure that that's why he's doing it I think maybe uh, the governor from. Who? Washington. Jay Inslee? Inslee. He might the one be who's talking about climate change? Yeah, he might That's be Jay Inslee. To talk about climate change. What, where's he from? He's from Washington. Washington. I knew it was one of those. One of the... One, one of the three I named. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I think a lot of them, like all besides... Maybe the eight I've named before just want to get a position out of this. You know? Give me, name one that who wants to get a position. Name one of the people who are running for president that is running to get a position in the cabinet. Mm. Like, who specifically do you think is, do you need a refresher on who's running? Because I understand there are like 49 of these motherfuckers right now. I don't even want to talk about them. (laughs) It's so annoying. Like, this is going to be a circus going to be an absolute circus well we look crazy we thought i i thought and i think the idea at the time when the republican primary happened in 2016 2015 2016 when they had a huge line of them and then they had the undercard debate doesn't what they were like 14 of them and we're like wow they it was like 18 get it together. I, think. I think they had like i, I think it was a little <laughs> charlotte 
I think it was I think it was uh, more than fourteen, but I, yeah, I understand. But it was it was less than we have now. Not everyone gets the shot to run against Donald Trump. Yeah, but these people don't actually have a shot. I don't know. It's just it's frustrating. Okay, I mean, I don't necessarily. I. Do you I, think it's good for the party? I don't think it's good for the party. I mean, I didn't think it was good for the Republican Party, and then they nominated Donald Trump and won the presidency. So I kind of need to take a backseat on what I think is necessarily good for the party. I, I think, I think if you look at this, it's yes, it does look like we have a clown car of of crazies that are running in the same way that. In twenty uh, in twenty sixteen, it looked like there were a, cr- a clown car of Republicans that are running, yeah. and the I guess, for lack of a better phrase, cream doesn't always rise to the top. But as long as we can go through this primary on an ideas based campaign, I don't see anyone just straight up mudslinging right now. I don't see anyone. Uh, accusing anyone else's dad of killing JFK. Like, I, I feel like as long as we can do like a normal pres- a normal presidential primary that is ideas-based and coalesce around the winner, regardless of who the winner is, unless, you know, it's a complete monster, which none of the people who are running right now are, then I think that's good. <laughs> well, I think it really depends on... How soon these people drop out? Well, who? No one's dropping out before the first debate, which is like next oh, month yeah, in yeah. June. I don't think they will either. But like, if they're all still there come January, there's well, <laughs> I just I don't. I think somebody might get elected from our party if there are so many. Can can you imagine the ballot? With twenty three fucking names on I it, I feel like I feel like there'd be a couple pages. Yeah, it'll just be insane. But we're in PA. We have the electronic ballots, and I know that they don't put like all of them on one page, oh, and they're no. multiple. No. So you better so hope. So it's gonna be first. Is the, gonna well, yeah, they're gonna. I think that they're gonna be lawyers that are gonna be involved in the mm. positioning of the ballot mm. because it's gonna be a legal issue of where am I on this ballot? Yeah. Because I know. Even if you're, even if you're, I'm just picking them out, Joe Biden, who currently is the front runner right now, if... Yeah, Sanders would have a problem with that. Sanders would have a huge fucking problem exactly, with that. Yeah. Sanders would have a huge... Warren would be like, we need to rethink this entirely. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of these people would be like, this is, this is bananas, and it cannot happen the right. way that... So... I don't, because here, here's the thing. If we have so many debates with so many people, um, the... I feel like we're not going to be getting to the core of our serious candidates' beliefs. We won't have as much time to actually, you know, uh, maybe find out more about them. But if there are so many people diluting the conversation, then there the becomes times. then there becomes the argument: who's who's to say who's a serious candidate? I've already said that I'm <laughs> saying who the serious candidates oh. are, and I've listed them, and I'm not doing it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. You're the one who said. Although I, I don't. Although I believe if you, I had you write down this list right now, it would be different than the one you had you had done previously. I do not think so. Okay. This is fun. I'm <laughs> glad we did this. So let's get in. Why would it have changed? I don't know. My problem is that I don't think it, it changed. I think there are so many people. You might not remember everybody specifically I have, I have from your list. I seven people on my last list. 
seven same people are currently on the list. Who are those people? Harris, Biden, Sanders, Buttigieg, Booker. <laughs> yeah, I got you! I knew it! I knew it! I'm like, well, wow, she got five. Holy Biden shit. Biden wasn't on the list last time. Because he, he wasn't running at the time. Yet. Okay. Well, it was okay. Let me help. Was Warren? One. Yes, Warren. Okay, that's the only Warren, I can help you with. I knew that's the Sanders, one you left off. Biden, Harris, Booker. Okay, can we just? I think I lost. One I won't Biden, make you continue like, this, but can we agree? It wasn't that I wasn't saying the list was going to change. Oh, I was okay. saying you were going to forget the list. Yeah. Okay. There are too many. <laughs> there are too many. I get you. No, I'm with you. Too many cooks. Too many cooks, and they're, they're spoiling the broth right now. Um, so let's go into the main topic for the day, which is... Um, so obviously at some point we're going to narrow down these, I want to say, 495 Democrats into one who is going to compete for the presidency with the current president. Um w- now, the president has had some good economic news. We've seen, I mean... Up until the last few days with the China stuff. Okay, yes. Up until the last, up until the recent days with the um, tariffs of China and the essential trade war with China, which is going to negatively affect the United States um, in consumer goods yeah, that we Yeah, they're going to do get. another farmer bailout. Which was cool. What, how much did they get last time? $12 billion? I don't remember how much, but I remember <laughs> that we wouldn't have had to do that if yeah. we didn't have a... It's happening again. Hey, well, strap in. Well, this isn't just going to be a farmer situation. Well, no, Ch- they're, they're the, specifically worried about the farmers, so they're, they're putting together another bailout for the farmers. Okay. So... Okay. I just think great. that a trade war with China is actually... Uh, it's going to affect a whole lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like they, they might only think about the farmers, but it's going to affect an incredible amount of um, the of what of, of American of sorry of uh, goods mm-hmm. uh, that we. Tra- but um, so we're going to eventually narrow this down to one. And yes, I though we've had this um, specific issue with. Um, a trade war based on tariffs that the president wants to levy against China. Um, he's seen, um, you know, continuous job growth started under the Obama economy, continuing um, with his presidency. Um, we've seen uh, so job growth, the lowering of the unemployment rate. Um, Lowest rate since like the '60s or something. It's very like that. yes. Yeah. We don't we don't seem to hear about the fact that middle class wages don't really go up. Yes. That is the main point of all that. That's crazy that, that we don't talk about. That's not that's not one of the people are employed, but they're not making money. And then people are employed, and they have to have two to some yeah. like sometimes two three jobs to mm-hmm. continue to survive. Right. Uh, but we that's not something that's reportable, I guess, when it comes to news media. We only talk about the unemployment rates down. And that's been this uh, amount of consecutive job growth, which is great. It's like, cool, but who are these people who have these jobs and what's going on there? Um, but when there's a, when there's a good, when there's a, um, what they're going to deem as a booming economy, it looks good for the incumbent president. Right. Um, there's, I mean, there's no, what, uh, what argument do Democrats pose to this kind of message that truly 
uh, when you're when you're the incumbent president and you have a low unemployment unemployment rate, things look good for you regardless of what your specific uh, job approval is. What what do what argument can Democrats pose uh, against this? Well, I think um, I don't think most of the voters that we need to sway will be going into the voting booth thinking, oh, these job numbers look great. They're going to be thinking, <laughs> oh, pardon me. Um, they're going to go into the booth thinking, um, how is my life right now? Yeah. Right. So if it is somebody, like you say, who's making minimum wage or not a livable wage, they're employed, but they're not making enough money to support themselves or as much money as they feel like they should be, I think that is what we need to capitalize on and talk about. Uh, we're the party that's for increasing minimum wage, in- increasing middle class salaries, um, providing tax cuts to the middle class as opposed to the wealthy, which he did. So I think if we with can... a health care bill somehow. <laughs> what? Well, with, the, with their with their health care bill, it also cut taxes for the wealthy. What health? In the, in the in the Republican health care bill they passed. They passed the health care bill? They did. They passed the health care bill. At, really? Do I have to pause the goddamn podcast and show you the... I don't... I didn't know they passed a health care bill. I it wasn't know. really a health care bill. Is it... Are you talking about when they repealed the an individual mandate? Is that I, what you mean? I feel like we're going to have to pause this podcast and look up specifically. Okay, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Hang on. I'm going to pause it. The American Health Care Act of 2017, which... Um, Repealed the individual mandate. Okay. And, and, and other aspects of the Affordable Care Act, including right. taxes on the wealthy. Right. In order to help pay for it. Yeah. Right. So it was a big tax cut for the wealthy. Yeah, in addition to the other tax cut they got. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, sometimes you get one tax cut. You're like, I don't know if I, I want I want both. Give me both. Give me all of it. Um I don't see now I don't remember what we were talking about before that. Do you? Taxes. We were going to cut <laughs> I think talking about cutting taxes for the middle class. Right. Um, cuz I, I at least Two, if not more, of the uh, serious uh, presidential candidates on the Democratic side have proposed full legislation on tax cuts for the middle class. Um, that's Kamala Harris's uh, signature piece of legislation at this point. She that she it's wants the to, first thing she would pass. That she wants to pass, right? right would be right. tax cuts for the middle class, and that people love that. People love that shit. Ew, so I think I think the fact that. Trump ran on all oh, these tax cuts, all oh, these tax cuts, like, and that is like the only thing the administration passed. The middle class voter is going to be like, that didn't affect me. That didn't affect me at all. I actually have a lower tax return this year than I was expecting. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that actually uh, is something that would be important for us to focus on. I have a question. Um, this is just a legit question. You you do our taxes, right? You are very excited to do our taxes pretty right. much every year. Yeah. I've seen your face, and I think you look happier than the day you married me <laughs> when you get to do our taxes. To be fair. Yeah? I was having an anxiety attack when we got married. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Because there were a lot of people there. I mean... It was stressful. Okay. Uh, 
did we get more this year than we did previously? No. Okay. Did we get less than you thought we would? No, because I did all the research and figured out exactly okay. how much. Okay. I was, had. and this was because I don't. One thing, one thing I can say for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look, I just want to make sure, I want to make it clear. I this I don't do any of this, so I had no idea what it was supposed to be. I don't know anything. So I was, I was literally going to be like, is this, a, is this an argument that everyone can kind of make? Because we're like an, we're in, the average, in an average situation. Yeah. What is, like, what's our situation versus what the um, others? Go ahead. Well, um, one thing that did affect us uh, that pissed me off is yes. that because they quote-unquote simplified the tax forms... Yes. Because we were getting a student loan interest deduction, we had to file a separate form, which ended up costing us $40 to file our taxes instead of uh, free, which we've done every year until now. Uh-huh. So that, I mean, $40, I know people pay a lot more to file their taxes, but that bucket pissed me but, off. But I mean, but that's for, a common deduction. Well, to me, $40 is not nothing to a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know who specifically is, but $40 is not nothing to a lot of people. This yeah. is... And uh, honestly, I'll be completely honest here, we paid less in taxes. We got back less money, but in the so long run... So thank God for this president. In the long run, right? we did pay less. This president is great. Here's my great he thing just, to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the common middle-class, blue-collar type person isn't going to see the actual... Like, there there were so many articles and, like, tweets and people like, I got less on my tax return this year. And, they, like, people were pissed about that. Uh-huh. Even though, yeah, technically they actually paid less in taxes. I don't think that's what people really realize. And maybe we could use that to our advantage. Oh, oh, so this is... That's, okay. Yeah, when I said great thing, I meant... Uh, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. You. But like as a political strategy, I think that works. I've seen articles like constantly, like just because your tax return was smaller doesn't mean you paid more money, right? Which people didn't. Like, but I, some people don't see that. For for example, Is it? okay. Um, in a month with the with the new tax laws, I took home fifty dollars more per month than I did the year before. Hey. So. Maybe people see that. Maybe people feel it. I don't think it's significant enough when you compare it to the amount that wealthy people got. Oh, no. Absolutely fucking not. No. And there are people who their tax return was less and they paid more in taxes because of the different types of credits. Um, Excuse me. um, and And other, like, deductions that they got rid of in the tax act. And that will... Do you think it's, so, so, I, I just, an economic argument against a quote-unquote good economy Mm -hmm. is very difficult to make. Do you know of a candidate, do you, do you believe that any of the candidates that are out there now can make such argument? You know, I think they're all going to make the same argument, honestly. What argument is that? That. You're not getting your fair shot, your fair shake. Yeah, where are you compared to where you were before, and do you feel like you're... You have a good economy. That that sort of thing. Like, so we're going to turn this into an are you better off than you were four years ago? Yes. Which yeah. is 
the main uh, main motivator uh, motiv- for uh, the middle of the road voters who we could possibly sway. I think well, because a- because the people on either side mm-hmm. they're set. It doesn't matter. It's those people in the middle that I think go off of their gut or go off how they feel, not really what anybody's saying or what anybody's doing. That's we're, just my opinion. We're not concerned about the very rich because they're they're doing their own thing. We're well, not I'm concerned saying, about the very poor. No, I'm saying because <laughs> there's a safety net there. Okay. I was I was I jokingly being Mitt Romney, but you caught me immediately, and I'm, I was very. I'm saying the very right and the very left. Okay. okay. See, I think I think it's very hard to to frame an economic argument when you're running against a president who. I mean, if you look at. Unfortunately, if you look at news headlines, yeah. they're not talking about the uh, the pay the pay wage problem. We're not. They're not talking about the fact that people are extremely poor and have to work blah blah, blah amount of jobs, yeah. um, and also pay for childcare and also pay for healthcare and that kind of. They're yeah. they're not talking about those things. Um, they're talking about the fact that this pre- that the president is currently presiding over the nation while we have one of the lowest unemployment rates that we've had, mm-hmm. and that we've had X amount of consecutive job growth, and we keep um, well sometimes uh, you know uh, we see we thought we uh, created this many jobs, it turns out it's higher. It's like it's hard to to run against that. It's very hard to it like pick, have a candidate that will be able to debate around that because. To be fair, it's it, you can't be like you, you can't stand on a debate stage with uh, if he's smart enough to have someone be like, "Could you please write these numbers down for me?" Because he won't know them. No. It's hard to be like it's hard to stand there and be like, "Oh well, this amount of job growth is not good," which no, no. one's going to say. No. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a, a a comprehensive argument. Someone has to be able to make the full argument that yes, we've had this amount of job growth, but we have a lot of people who have two to three jobs. We have a lot of people who don't uh, have the ability to afford childcare. We don't have the ability to afford health. Like we need the like, we need these people to make this argument, right. and it's gonna be very hard. I, I don't know who specifically think, is going to be able to make that argument without... I just think the key to that is to make it personal I think that's really the the, the only way we win that argument is what do you to mean specifically it, like like make it like this is about you yes. as the voter yes. so have like personal statements personal stories that they have don't necessarily just like when it comes to Not the sorry, debate... let me let me change that not personal but I mean like I was on the campaign trail and I talked to Jen Smith and Jen Smith had like like that kind of story. Sort of. I don't think that's what they should be saying in a debate though. I think if they're asked about the economy and oh we have a strong economy, uh, why should you be elected when we have such a strong economy? They should say they should talk to the American people and say I want you to think about your specific your financial... specific situation. Do you feel like you're getting a fair shake? Do you feel like you're earning as much as you deserve? That I think that's the argument we should make on a debate stage about mm. the economy. Do you think that because because a yeah. more a more nuanced and a more technical and a more um, educated argument is not going to resonate with the voters we need it to? I think. No. Probably not. Yeah. No, if you if you start bringing like jargon into the debate, mm-hmm. it's not going to resonate with 
the, the American people who are literally just like, I need more money for my family. Right. I think there are two strategies, two areas we need to hit to win this election. What I are think, those two areas? I think what we need to do... By the way, Democrats, listen the fuck up, because <laughs> she's about to fucking drop that shit. I think what we need to do is try to sway the Obama to Trump voters back to our side. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you, but go ahead. And I think we need to sway the people who stay at home to come vote. Mm-hmm. I think that those are the two things we need to focus on um, in this election to win. Because I do think, I think people stayed home in 2016 for stupid reasons, but I am hopeful pessimistically hopeful mm. that uh, I love pessimistic optimism that the things that have happened mm-hmm. over these last two years two and a half years what do you mean will, do you mean the president's criminal activity or like what and the immigration stuff and oh the North Korea what stuff you think they're gonna have a problem like, locking kids into locking kids in hopefully, cages or hopefully separating them from their families to I hope possibly never see that. them again or yeah. See, the I fact think... that we were like, "Hey, we solved our uh, North Korea crisis." Oh wait, nope. They're still testing weapons. It's like nothing ever happened. Those things. Yeah, I think I think there's different arguments for both of those sets of people that we need to do. Um, I don't think the people who stayed at home, the economic argument I was talking about, is for them. I think that's for the, the Obama, Obama to Trump, Trump voters. voters who switched because. Their economy, though we had the president when President Obama was the president, we had months of consecutive job growth, yep. but they weren't feeling it where they were. Yes. And that's, I think that's a, that's an incredible point. They weren't feeling it the way that the news portrayed it to be happening. Right. The news seemed to be like, Which everyone's getting Which is what's happening now, jobs. too. Exactly. Which it's is exactly what's happening, what's happening now. now. It is exactly what's happening. Or you're like, right, but like... My job isn't paying me enough to support my family. I have to get another job. Right. The news doesn't care about that part. S- side note, uh, don't you love how whenever Obama had job growth, we heard so much about how people were leaving the job force, and yes. that's why? Yes, people uh, were leaving the workforce, so that's why, not not job growth, but the unemployment rate. Exactly. That's why, that's why Obama's unemployment rate exactly. went down, because people were leaving the workforce. However, I haven't this heard most that fucking rec- once. This most recent month, when they released those job numbers and the unemployment rate, we are at the lowest workforce participation rates. Weird. Which... Who told you that? Because no major fucking news outlet told me that. They just said, look at how low the unemployment rate is. Hey, these keys, these keys are really shiny and jingly. Mm-hmm. How fun is that? Mm-hmm. No, they. I did not get that. I did not get that. I didn't know that fact until right fucking now. Yeah. Jeez Louise, that makes me so mad. Like, you're absolutely right. That is something that they do not volunteer to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering what the reasoning is. Well, especially the if article... The media, especially if the media is out to get this president, why isn't the media making this fact very fucking just uh, graspable for us? To be, to be fair, the article I read addressing this um, did say that most economists believe the reason behind this lowest uh, participation is because the boomers are retiring. Oh, okay. Fair. That's fair. But that's been happening for the last 
however many. Well, they're quite know? old, yeah. so yes. Yeah, so it's the same thing that was happening. I don't want to start a John Lovett style war with baby boomers. <laughs> so I'm, that's, I'm going to stop that. I don't want right. to. Do you, you, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. What do you believe that in this election we need to focus on um, attacking Trump or presenting our ideas? I think I don't believe that that us attacking Trump is going to get us the White House. I don't believe that the Democrats using their platform and their time to attack everything or criticize everything that Donald Trump has done is going to get us the voters that we need to take this house back, take the White House back. I I, I just don't. Mm Because I, first of all, you don't want to get into a flame war with Donald Trump. Right. It's it's unlikely you're going to win. Ask Low Energy Jeb if you can ever find him. Or ask Ted... Your dad killed JFK. Now come endorse me in phone bank cruise. You're not going to win. I think there's no value in it. There isn't any. There's no value in it. What would the point be? Because if they haven't got it already, they're they're never going to get it. They're never going to get it. And what's what's the point of using your energy to try to make them get that when you can definitely get them to get something else? Yes. I don't think that I don't listen. I'm not one who believes. For example, when you said uh, switch uh, trying to convert Trump Obama to sorry Obama to Trump voters, I said no because I'm like I'm not catering my message to them. However, if that message is a message of I want to make sure that you have, um, for example, a higher minimum wage to earn more, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you have. More paid leave if you need time to whatever healthcare. have a have a child uh, spend time with that child uh, if you need if you need healthcare to make healthcare more afford, more affordable if you want to make your economic arguments that way and get these people to convert that way sure I'm all in I'm not in with the like I if I hear the word if I hear the phrase white middle class voters one more time or white working class voters one more time I'll lose my goddamn fucking mind well then who else what, 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 is, saying, what that, is your strategy? What is the group you think that I'm not we saying need to necessarily, target? I'm not necessarily saying that there's a group that you need to target. There's a message that you need to put forth that you, what for what, whichever group that you're in, besides obviously the fucking very wealthy, you can get people to convert to your side. Or you can get people to uh, at least listen to your side. Well, I don't think you're being uh very genuine uh or Oof. or yikes maybe, what what that hurts realistic i don't, I don't i'm not exactly sure i'm saying right you're not catering listen listen no. yeah um well after okay <laughs> we've got um the ethnic groups we're gonna get we've got see right there right there the, right. we're gonna get we're not going to get anybody. What are you talking about? What do you about? mean the ethnic groups we're going like, to like, get? We've got the African-American vote on lock. We've got... The, the ones the, who don't stay home. So you think... So so then what you're saying is you want... You think that our strategy to win is to get out 
people who didn't vote last election. Uh, for sure. I okay. think that I okay. think that part of it's absolutely getting people who didn't vote last election to come out, but I don't necessarily. Right, well, then what's your? I don't. It was almost I... exclusively white working class Americans who voted for Trump. So okay. if if your strategy isn't, we need to sway some of them. I don't, and I think then, I think the Trump, the Obama to Trump voters, are the ones we could actually sway because mm-hmm. the Romney voters and the McCain voters, people who never voted for Obama, aren't going to vote for our candidate. Mm-hmm. In in my opinion. So let me, so, so I think the Obama if I, voters. If I have to, if I have to pick a, like a, a voting block that I'm going to shoot for. I would very much like to turn out people who didn't vote. Okay. Uh, if that w- if that's the case, because I do think if you if you take if you poll Americans on the ideas of politicians, if you poll Americans on the ideas of policies, they will pick Democratic policies more time more often than not. Right. More uh, Americans are for reproductive health care, uh, reproductive rights for women. Mm-hmm. More Americans are for health care for everybody. More Americans are um, greater access to education for everybody. More Americans are for tax cuts, sorry, tax hikes on the rich or tax cuts for the middle class. Mm-hmm. But I thought that you believed that the reason our voting turnout is low is in part because of the legal barriers that exist. More. So how, how is the best strategy to try to convince these people who have such a difficult time voting to come vote, as opposed to trying to get other people and then making it easier for that voting I'd ra- once you're in power? I, you know what? I don't know if I even have a, uh, a good reasoning behind I want to make it easier for people to vote before I um, give it our... Like, if, I, if my choices are make it easier for people to vote or give an argument for why people who could, like, could vote and didn't should come out and vote. I, I don't know how to put this specifically. But people who don't have access to the voting booth and could have access if it weren't for dumb legal hurdles or mm-hmm. just intimidation, mm-hmm. I think that that's more important. So I'm, I'm, so I'm framing I, it in a more important, is... and I understand that, yes, it, I should be like, you know what, well, what I'll do is I'll get in power, and then I'll do something about it. Well, but but here, here's what I'm saying, is that without being in power, there is nothing you can do to prevent those legal hurdles. So, not the, necessi- the, well, the, what, okay. Do, do you, you understand are, the yes, argument Yes, I understand, the, I understand the argument that you're making, but I, I think if you are a mean, if you are a one of the people that we believe are actually running for president, mm-hmm. if there are ways for these people to legally vote, and you are someone who is, I'm trying, I'm trying to do this in the, in the in the much, sorry, in the most non-cynical way as I possibly can, because saying this is cynical, but if there is a large voter block that you can access, if you use your message to tell these people. This is how you vote. And this is how, after you vote and vote us into office and give us this power, we can make it easier for you next time as well as make it easier for those you love next time. I think Stacey Abrams in Georgia is a 
good example of why that's not the best strategy. Um, why people wanted to run for president. Yeah, and she lost. <laughs> she lost. No, I, and I, she encouraged a, a large swath of people to come out and vote. And there are numerous stories of the government of Georgia suppressing those people because the current governor was in charge of the elections. Yeah. Uh, there buses, buses full of job. buses full okay. of African Americans trying to get to the voting booth were turned away. Mm-hmm. They were trying. Um, I don't think those people need to be convinced to vote. They need to be uh, empowered by the law to vote. I agree. And uh, just the fact that those challenges exist, maybe maybe if we have grassroots community organizations helping them vote, mm-hmm. that that will help us. But I think in the long run, without legal change... That's not a voting block we can really count on to give us the presidency. I completely... No, not be, by any fault of their own. To be clear, I'm not saying that I think that my presidential candidates main... Uh, like, I'm not saying that their main voting block that they should be after is the people who can't vote. I just... Want, I'm sorry, who have hardships in voting because of mm-hmm. legal challenges and just the state nonsense that they have Mm -hmm. to deal with if they live in a place like Georgia. Right. Whereas if you live in other states, this isn't not like if you live in a lot of other states, this isn't your thing. I just, I I think that if I would be the, okay, I would be the Jay Inslee of voting rights. If I were running in this election, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be someone who's going to win. I would not, I wouldn't pick a I wouldn't pick a campaign as a campaign issue that 100% was going to, this is a thing that people are want, this is the people think, this is a thing that people are going to be like, I want this now, this is what we need. I 100% think that voting rights is a huge issue. It is. And, and I don't like that we don't really, now we do have, thankfully, we have candidates that are bringing up voting rights. Mm-hmm. For example, Senator Sanders brought uh. in the... <laughs> Senator Sanders brought in that people um, with a, who are currently serving time for a felony can vote, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Listen, listen. What? I don't necessarily disagree with it either. Okay, then but well, on, why are you about to give me something real negative right now? On a pragmatic level, okay, this is not what we should be talking about. Talking about the Boston Bombers being able to vote. That's is, not what he was talking about. That's what you can that's frame what the headline it as. Is. That's what exactly. the headline is. Exactly, that's what the headline is. Because of what he's talking about. Is there no... So you should you not talk about something for fear that a headline will turn that into something else? I just think the most important thing is winning this election. Yeah. So that our Supreme Court can protect us. <laughs> um, from, wait. From what? Is that what sorry, you're about not, to not ask? Sorry, not from what. No, I wasn't necessarily from what. I, I wasn't, sorry, let me, let me rephrase. I was going to say from what, but that wasn't what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. What I meant to say was, who's going to be up in the Supreme Court besides Ginsburg? Ginsburg. Ginsburg's going to be, going to be ours. So yes, we need to take this for her. Yes. But then, we are, there's already a 5-4. Yes. So, I mean... But we have... 
<laughs> we have Roberts, who is not, by no means, Actually, good. a recent a recent decision, I which I didn't remember. The we state. had, we had Kavanaugh, bro Kavanaugh. Oh, I think I read that. I our, don't remember what it was either. Yeah, I don't remember specifically, but it, we had we had Kavanaugh. We joined with the liberals mm-hmm. to um to keep something, which was weird. I read that and I'm the like, t- that's the, not what you're there. We've for, got a big test coming up. We've got these states putting these abortion measures through, and uh, the courts just proved that they don't they don't care to keep precedent um, by a recent ruling they made, the conservatives. So, and Justice Breyer put forth his dissent saying that it is important to uphold precedent in um, in absence of a very compelling reason not to. Mm-hmm. Because of Roe v. Wade. Because of stuff like that. So, it's scary. And we have a... Once those abortion laws from places like Georgia come up to the Supreme Court, we will see what the current state is. If we lose Ginsburg, if Ginsburg's seat becomes conservative, the court will be irrevocably... There you go irrevocably changed and anti-women and conservative while justice roberts isn't great in any means he is trying to keep the court from becoming partisan mm-hmm. oh well in on. some ways let's just <laughs> well, let's bring up a civil let's, let's bring up a civil rights yes. voting case for him and see how he thinks about that yeah it, i very I, true very true i understand that I understand that I, that 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 uh, argument, that belief. Mm-hmm. We're all we've been in a shit court for a while. Like we, we have a we have a fucked court. We we're, had a we had a leans conservative court before with Kennedy. Now we have a conservative court. We had a conservative court with Kennedy. <sighs> To compare Kennedy to someone like Kavanaugh or I didn't Alito compare Kennedy to Kavanaugh. or Thomas is I not... Did. Well, you're saying they're the same. You're saying the court is the same as it was before. The court is a conservative court that sometimes pops... So that you can... We had DOMA. We had DOMA with Kennedy. We would not have DOMA with someone else in Ginsburg's seat. Wait. DOMA was overturned. The defense of marriage. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, the Doma ruling. I'm yes, like, yes. I'm like, wait, we had Doma. We've, yes, we've had Doma. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? Okay, you get what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying it was perfect, but it was the, nowhere the close alternative and the possibilities are horrifying. I agree. I agree. I think that I think wholeheartedly that the prospect of Donald Trump getting to choose more. Uh, Supreme Court justices is horrifying. Yeah. I thought that Donald Trump getting to choose any Supreme Court justice was horrifying. Just not horrifying enough for some people to come out and vote or for some people to say, right, but I'm not, I'm, I just, I, I'm trying to understand the Obama to Trump voter and I just can't. (laughs) It's it's very hard for me to do. Selfish is the key word there. Very hard for me to do. Selfish. It's very hard for me to do. Is it? I, I, I think that's, I mean, I don't think that you're not right, but, like, I want to believe wholeheartedly that there was something else. 
I want to believe that no. it was... Okay, well... I honestly 100% believe Obama to Trump voters made that choice because they didn't feel like their life was better. Than it, or, they, or they wanted to change what? and see how their life would become. Not, not any thought for other people in the country. Then Just themselves. Then it seems the Democrats need to step up to the plate and be able to sell some sort of amazing utopia. That's the case. I think the argument I was saying, the personal argument, is what what sways them. Mm-hmm. What sways them? Is your life better now than it was before? That's a good question. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. It, was it worth... All of the craziness. Yeah. Was it worth all of the nonsense? Was 50 bucks more a month worth it? Or could we do better without this insanity? Yeah. Yeah. That's the argument we should make. I think that we should make that. Who do you think right now, you tell me, who do you think makes that argument the best right now? That, not, I not honest just- to God think... <coughs> That any of our serious candidates could make that argument well. I do. I think... I think the differences between them and the reasons we support somebody over somebody else uh, doesn't have to do with that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to go to our other topic... I'm going to say this, and I it's not, you're not going to like it, and like I said- yeah, you're going to say Biden. I think that Joe Biden mm-hmm. has the ability to talk to people, to talk to the average voter in the way that some of these people don't. Now, I think that Warren can do it, but unfortunately for Warren, she keeps putting out- so many complex policies and like, ugh, whatever. We're so sick of policy. Um, I think that uh, I think that Harris can do it, but she it comes off prosecutorial like she's a cop. Like I, I think that there are. I think that a, a decent one of our candidates can do it. Yeah, that's what I. And I'm I'm very excited to see our first debate, but I gotta be honest. I definitely think that Joe Biden. Has done this. Has talked to people in the way that we're describing. Has talked to people in in that level of, look, we want to make your specific life better. In the in the selfish way. In a in a selfish way. I'm not voting for everybody else's rights. I'm voting to make my life better. And I'm hoping. Am I hoping that every one of our Democratic candidates can talk to everyone this way? For sure. I think it would be great if we can talk to we can if we can talk to everyone that way while also telling everybody in a larger level we are voting for these specific we we are going to make this community's life better. Um whether it be the uh, uh, community of people of color, um, low-income communities, um, po- like poverty rate communities, uh, LGBTQ communities. I think it'd be great if we could... 
<laughs> I think it'd be great if we can do both of talking to specific people and saying, this is what we're going to do. And it's going to affect your life in this way, which is going to be better. And also giving um, our base a reason to be excited. And I don't, now that said with Biden, I don't know about our base space. Mm -hmm. Now our base space, like I, I have to differentiate between our the Democratic base and, like, the younger Democratic base. Because the Democratic base likes Biden, but not the, like, younger Democratic base. Which one do you think is less likely or more likely to not come out and vote for a candidate? The younger Democratic base is definitely less likely to come out and vote for him if he gets the nomination. Right. Which is important. So are women. I, I, uh, I would agree with you. If, I know the problem is I would agree with you if polls didn't say that's not true. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> your polls. My polls? Well, stop. Come From on. From a year and a half prior nope. to the election. Come on, man. Come on, dog. It's not my poll. I didn't mm-hmm. fucking conduct it. Mm-hmm. You think I'm... Why are you saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you're like I actually did it? Anyway, I'm currently for Kamala, so let's do this. <laughs> if I have to fucking see, my problem is every time I want to like, every time I want to make a good point about him, I have to preface it by he's not my choice. And I don't want him to be the president. Perhaps that's because for months. You said he was your top choice. Yeah. Despite... No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before anyone came out and said anything about the way that he treated them and the way that they felt about it. Don't do that. Come on. Well before that. We still had a picture of him whispering in a teenager's ear. Was that Where she looked clearly uncomfortable. Could you... If I... Just play back the episodes. I mentioned it multiple times. Okay. Do you want to pull the... Anyway. Because <laughs> I, I could ask you to pull the picture up and you wouldn't be able to find it. Because I swear to God, I don't think... The... Uh, anyway. <laughs> I... Yes. I 100% um, did back my dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't now. He's not my dude anymore. Look at that. I pulled the picture up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Hang on. Do you, know, I vamped do, you know when, do you know when I typed in Biden senator? I vamped. I vamped while you were doing that. It wasn't uh-huh. immediate. I vamped. I was doing that. I was vamping. First result. When I typed in Biden senator, mm-hmm. it auto-populated to senators, Senator Coon's daughter. Oh, Because yeah. this is what everybody knows. That's exactly right. That's actually part of the reason he's not my top choice. Because this picture is four years old and was news when it happened. That's why I point out why he's not my top choice. He was your top choice while this picture existed. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There are other horrifying pictures that exist of people, but that's not... Unless they actually did something horrible, they're not... uh, I'm not going to drop them. Now, he... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then when I hear the stories of people, I'm like, yeah, that's not great. What? Let's just move on. Yeah, let's just move on. 
I, you know, mm. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's end the show on a discussion that I know that you're extremely excited to have. By the way, if you've if you haven't listened to Game of Thrones, uh, sorry, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, the most recent episode, episode five, episode five of season eight, The Bells, uh, turn it off, uh, stop listening, and um, you you guys are gone. Okay, good. What did you think about The Bells? I. It seemed based on your reaction that I heard you were not happy with it. Do you want to go, go a little bit into that? Well, so, so far this season, uh-huh. I have tried my best to appreciate everything for what it is and say, oh, it's entertaining. It might not be perfect or even good, but it was entertaining me. Okay. I mean, I don't remember you having any problems the first, I want to say, two episodes. And then they started... Yeah, the first two episodes, I think, were good. <laughs> and then, I did, and I then did they like started, the first two Well, to two be episodes. fair, the first two episodes, they didn't do anything. And then they started doing things, and you were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like I tried... I acknowledged the issues with the Battle of Winterfall. But I tried to still appreciate it because I did. I did really like some aspects of it. And what happened after uh, Arya killed the Night King? What What did you do? I cheered. You cheered. Yes, I was happy about that. That doesn't mean I was happy with the entire episode. Mm-hmm. But this most recent episode, I was watching it miserably like once once i saw what was happening i'm just like so frustrated so like pretty much every part of it was disappointing to me even like every little scene they did was just like why but why that doesn't why (laughs) you didn't build up to this in any way whatsoever do you know what it made more sense what here's here's a small thing uh, Euron deciding to fight Jamie Lannister, thinking that he needs to kill Jamie Lannister to solidify that he was a badass. That after was, he killed yeah. a fucking dragon. Yeah. Oh, and oh, they did both just... He just happened to wash ashore, ashore at this one specific part of that entire giant island How do you where know? Jamie was just running by. How do you know he wasn't just chilling there waiting? He wasn't. They showed him coming out of the fucking water. <laughs> it was so dumb. Oh, cool. Symbolism. There's a horse for Arya. It's a white horse. Like I'm gonna dead. be honest. Like, what I'm the gonna be honest. Fuck? That was the one huge thing I had. I'm like, why the fuck is this horse still alive? Why is this horse just okay? What's going yeah. on here? I Daenerys as the Mad Queen. I I absolutely understand. That's where the series was going the whole time. That's what the foreshadowing of everything was. But, a Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing. Um, uh, a Targaryen is born and, the, and God flips his coin or whatever. Um, 
her literal words of "I will take the throne." With um, <laughs> I said, uh, let me let me uh, paraphrase by burning everybody and everything in my way. <laughs> That's the thing; they weren't in her way. I agree; they, they weren't. weren't. She could have gone like clearly. The fucking red keep was made out of paper. Uh, because the dragon destroyed it with absolutely no, and oh my god, I thought I it was King's the, Landing that they destroyed. And the, I don't know. The what, Red Keep is part of King's Landing. I don't, that's where yeah, Cersei I know, was. I know that's where Cersei was, but it took her a while to get to that part, which I didn't understand why she had to just go right for that part. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Instead, she decided, "Wow, you remember how I used to save women from being raped and children from being killed." And people from being Why slaves. Why do you name that one part? No women were raped in this, right? The, they were too busy being burned to death. Yeah. Because <laughs> she decided, hey, I, I guess I hate kids. Let me burn them alive. Do you remember when her dragon killed a child in Marine? Uh-huh. And she was so distraught and upset that that happened that she Put locked two death. of them... In a cave or like oh, a building okay. for in, okay. an extended period of time where they were suffering, they didn't grow and everything else. But in this episode, she's like, Meh, let me let him burn all these kids. Well, she could have, you know what? They were all terrified of her already. Yeah. Right? They're terrified of this well, fucking dragon. She doesn't they're know what the fuck this... they're terrified of. I mean, she can see them running away from her, but I guess she's like, well, no, hang on, hang on. She's. Let me no. just. That's bullshit. Well, you, I, how can you say that's bullshit? You have not heard a thing. I know what I you're gonna say. Yet. Go ahead and say it. Wow, wow. Seems like you're real upset about. I this. am really upset about. Man, this. why don't you? <laughs> anyway, she is up high, just like she couldn't see the uh, ballista shooting out at um, the one dragon that was killed, Rhaegal? Was that Rhaegal? Yeah, didn't you like how they she couldn't see three the... of those right in that dragon like nothing? And then there, oh, there were... was two. Three. There were two. There were three. There, was two. there were three that hit okay, him. Okay, three. Okay. There were three that hit him. Okay. Immediately. But the hundreds they had lined up for Drogon... No chance. Well, that's because they actually did the battle plan that they had. That they... Well, I mean... That's true. They did a they did a different thing where they come straight down rather than being rather than flying um, didn't you the love, way that they did didn't you horizontally. Love how, they went vertically this time. Don't you love how the people in the boats were like, "Oh my god, is that a solar a eclipse? Dragon? Sorry, a like, lunar eclipse." And then they fired solar. one at a time. <laughs> I one. don't know if they fired one at a time. Oh my god, what? Um, this this sure could have been compelling and good um, if there had been any lead up. She's never killed an innocent person until this. Anyone she's killed or burned alive has betrayed her, committed treason, or, or something else. Or just not have bent the knee. I explained this to you last time. They committed treason. By not bending the knee? No. They were... Oh my God. On the last podcast, we yeah. talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were sworn to House Martell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tyrell, sorry. House Oof. Tyrell. Get mad at me and get it wrong. <laughs> and then they betrayed House Tyrell and killed other people along with the Lannisters. And that's why they were burnt alive. Because okay. she gave them the choice of mercy to bend the knee. And they chose not to. 
Right. Okay. So, she... Uh-huh. She sacrificed her people um, and her best friend mm-hmm. to save... Her, what? Stop. Her Jorah. best... Jorah. Oh. To save... Wait, her. stop. Jorah's her best friend? I mean... Cause like, Pretty much. Do you mean Missouri like the guy who pines for her, who she's not interested in at all? In right. can that person not be her best friend? Not for him, it wasn't. <laughs> right, but I'm saying her. Oh best friend. Well, yeah. Well, she was like, she was like, this is like most a loyal. great advisor and very loyal. And he's like, I love you so much. It's <laughs> like, relax, dude. You need to relax. Um, she, she did all that. For the people of the North to save them. Really? Do you really believe that? She did that for the people of the North. Look me in the eye. She did that for the people of the North to save them. That is what she did it for. And stop. Full stop. I wouldn't say. You're not looking at me in the eye at all. No, that's not the entire reason, though. Okay. It's not. Um... She said... Well, I say she did it for the people of the North. No, she did it to... Because there's... Well, I was going to say because there's no throne if if the Night King gets through. But, I mean, there's also no throne if you burn everything to the ground. Right. <laughs> that said... Right. I, yeah. I mean, she really... And suddenly... She went hard, dog. Every single soldier, besides our main characters... Is a rapist and wants to like kill and murder innocent people too. <laughs> okay. I get that the Dothraki do because that is that's their thing. thing. I'm like I'm like that's been their but mo since not, day one. That's not all they show doing that at well, all. Well, also I they get show- that Grey Worm was real upset. Yeah. And then the the Unsullied follow Grey Worm, so that makes sense right. as well. But there were uh, like Northern men. Who should have been like loyal to John? Who well, they were loyal to John, but John just... didn't immediately say stop doing this. He went, he yelled, "Oh stop no!" A bunch. He, yeah. Well, listen, you can't hear over the sound of people being burned yeah. to death and <laughs> murdered. I think what they did to Jamie Lannister's character was fitting, ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous! Yeah, fitting, fitting. Give me how it's ridiculous, please. He loved Cersei. He always loved Cersei. He would die for Cersei. He would still die for Cersei. And he got to be with Cersei in his death. How is that? I have book feelings that you don't want to hear. So. You have book feelings. This isn't the book. This is the show now. They're writing the ship yeah, now. Yeah, they sure are writing this <laughs> shit now. <laughs> <laughs> oh I my just, goodness. I was honestly depressed on Monday because of this shit. Really? Yes. This was my favorite show. And I honestly don't even like it anymore. And I'm glad it's over. I think the Are writers, you going to watch the last one? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Guess what? Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe they'll have Arya kill Daenerys. Probably. So that there can be some... Female green empowerment. Eyes. Well, no, I don't think it's that. It's the green eyes. That was something they made up. <laughs> I mean, and well, they're making this whole thing know, up. I what know. do you think? But here's the thing. 
uh, the men are going to save the day from these two terrible, crazy women. Who are the two? Well, one of them got collapsed under a building. Okay, well, to be fair, she was... What, was she good in the book? No. Okay, then what are you... <laughs> yeah, she's... Yes, she is definitely a straight-up monster. Yep. So a but, man is coming in because he needs... We need to have a cock in charge. And these women are clearly nuts, so... I mean, great. one of them straight-up was. And... I mean, the other, they foreshadowed that she was going to be for a while now. And. Great. Uh, oh, I mean, that's just what, that's what was written in the book that you like so much. That book hasn't been written, dog. Sorry, sorry, my, my apologies. The previous books that you liked so much. That's what that guy wrote. Just not this specific thing. But he definitely wrote that. One of them was a horrible monster, right? Mm-hmm. And did he do the? Did he? No, I didn't know this specifically. Did he do as much foreshadowing as they did in the series that the other one was going to definitely be a monster? Yeah. Okay. So what? Nice. Wait, wait. You're like I love the books, even though they're telling this almost a very similar story that the fucking show is. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh yeah yep. you hate me I just want to point out I did not write this show nope. I didn't have it and I'm also not going to write the new Star Wars film that they're going to write because they <laughs> have they are going to write the new uh... Star Wars film what I don't what you do? well to be fair you weren't interested in watching that film anyway no. This would more so affect me like, if they were like, they're going to write Endgame. I'm like, whoa, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, hey, guys, don't do that. Don't do that yeah, at all. I'm, I don't need you to do anything. I mean, to be fair, Endgame already f- fucked with the, one of the best w- women characters by just shred, having her throw herself off of a goddamn cliff. That was cool. But like... Yeah, one of the best, a.k.a. the only one that was in the beginning. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, listen, Maria, you know what? Maria Hill's still there. I'm, because of this Game of Thrones shit and yeah. like just other shit happening in real life and other shit I've seen, like, I'm throwing myself into women power media, like, 100%. Does Jezebel still exist? The, sorry. The, 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 the news outlet? The news outlet, Jezebel. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ta- <laughs> I wasn't just randomly. Pardon me, I'm not talking about news media. I'm talking about, like, books, TV shows. Oh. That sort of thing. Good girls. You're going to love good girls. So, you know? <laughs> it's about three women who. Can we just end this podcast? Rob a, rob a convenience store. Um, well. I mean, should we even put this one out? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think we should do. I think what we should do is not put this one out, and then eventually, uh, after the last episode of Game of Thrones, um, I don't know. We can put that one out, and maybe you can. I don't know. Apologize to the writers for how wrong you. Were. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm straight up kidding. Um, See the problem with the problem with me is I don't, you don't care, care too much. Yeah, so it's not one of my favorite shows. Nope. 
so I don't care too much. That said, I'm watching it and I'm like, mm, this all tracks for me. It does. Danny flipping tracks for me. Did they do it pretty quickly in the last season? For sure. But it tracked. That's right, Desmond. It did track. I, I agree, Desmond. Aww, I really wish that our only our only boy cat didn't come down here and do that. But <laughs> like I, I just I'm like, yeah, that seems to make sense. Um and I my thing is, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. What was the significance of Bronze scene when he threatened Tyrion and Jamie? Like it was stupid. It was du- it was yeah, like were stupid. they just going? All right, this is the last time we're gonna have Bron. Let's yeah. have Bron be Bron. I, I guess. think they really just wanted Bron in this season. Yeah, so they gave him two scenes that were just dumb. Stupid. I'll give you that. Stupid, dumb as shit. There's no reason for it. I no. watched. That, I'm like, right, but so he but got all- he got past all of the uh, guards and armies with his crossbow. Well, listen. Uh, well, Arya got past all of the dead man's army with nothing. So. Yep. <laughs> like, listen, we all get past stuff. I, right. you know, let me just add. You, you, you do this and end it, please. Let me just add. For the love of God, end this. When, when you're a writer or a showrunner of a show and you need to come out and justify the decisions you made by saying things like, <laughs> oh, they just forgot, or oh, they weren't paying attention, or oh, I need to explain every decision these characters make because the show didn't. Your show's fucking shit. Whoa! Hey. Mm. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> your hands on your hips like that. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, look, was it the, is it the most graceful ending? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it a good ending? Not for you. No. Is it a good ending for everybody else who loves the show? No. <laughs> is it fun for me to watch a lot of people freak the fuck out about this ending? Oh my god, yes. This is my favorite thing. I love watching people just lose their minds over this. Because, I mean, if I had Twitter when the West Wing lost Aaron Sorkin, I'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> so this is nice for me. This feels good. Um, well, can I just, uh, what do you think? Danny's got it. Okay. John or Arya will kill Danny. Which and one? Then John. Who does it? I don't know. I don't know. They're going to subvert our expectations, Tyrion. Because it's not going to end the way you think it will. Is all the bullshit they've been saying. So, one of them will kill her. And then John will be the king. Yay. All right, well, thanks for listening to Alcoholics. I gotta go and uh, run? I don't know. I gotta go. I'll see you guys later. Um, thanks, Katrina, for being the co-host. I get, Are you? I gotta go. Um, thanks and have a great day. Uh, cheers? Cheers. Oh, no.